Today on an all-new Dr. Phil, Young Lovers. You did throw a dresser drawer. Behaving badly. She says you shoved her into the wall. I gently moved her. Pushed me as hard as she pushed you. Should she walk away? She said you've torn the doors off the hinges. I've never torn a door. Did you not notice that? Or stand by her man. I think he forgets sometimes. Stop making excuses for him. Let's do it. Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. This is a safe place to talk about hard things. Stand by, Dr. Phil. I try to be an emotional compass and point you in the right direction. Be five, four. I am not giving up on you. at 22-year-old Natalie. She is young, in love, and says that she's absolutely terrified of her boyfriend, Justin. She says he wakes in a rage and has uncontrollable violent outbursts that makes her fear for her actual safety and for her life. Now, Justin says that although he does lose his cool sometimes, he says he has never actually laid a hand on his girlfriend, Natalie. When I'm with Justin, I feel like I'm on pins and needles. Whatever I say or do, I'm afraid that it's gonna make him angry. Natalie's overdramatic. She blows things out of proportion. Justin throws things, puts holes in the walls, punch things. He'll break anything that's around him. Natalie gets me heated when she nags me and you won't let me walk away from an argument and it makes me more angry when justin gets into a rage he gets violent so justin one night just gets really mad i get up to leave and he throws a cup right by my head who acts like that who does that i've never thrown anything at natalie i don't know where she gets that on my 21st birthday justin he spit right in my face and i was so scared i actually left through the window a couple weeks ago, Justin and I got in an argument. I'm asking, please don't leave, please don't leave. I started getting mad, it started escalating. She blocked the door with her foot. He takes a step towards me, shoves me right here as I'm holding the baby. I never thought Justin would ever put his hands on me, especially while I was holding our son. That was a wake-up call for me. I ended up calling the police to file a report. I'm always afraid because I never know what's going to happen. Uh, you've been together four years, right? Yeah. Correct. But you're not married. Not married. Do you want to get married? Yes. Do you, do you want to get married? Yes. Why? Um, because I love her, and I know that I love her, <clears throat> and I want to be with her forever. And you love him and want to be with him forever? Yes, absolutely. Now, when, when y'all first met, you got along great, right? Oh, yeah, great. You, he was charming? Yeah. But now, it seems to have taken a different turn. Exactly. Yeah. Because you say and you admit mm -hmm. that you call her stupid. Correct. You tell her to shut up. Correct. Shut the up. I don't want to talk about it. Correct. Right. It does escalate to that point. Charming. Charming. It has escalated. That you to punch that holes in the wall. Yes. You punched a hole in the front door. You get so mad. Yes, she said, had. you've torn the doors off the hinges. You get so mad. 
I've never torn a... Our bedroom door, it came off the hinges. Remember that day? It's, it opened the other way, like, you know? That was one time, yeah. It has been it off the It opened the other way? Right, yeah. That's our door to our bedroom. Did you not notice that? You don't, don't, don't worry about them. Just you remember that? Yeah, I remember that, okay. yeah. How'd that happen? Um, me hitting the door, and then I believe uh, the hinges were loose, so I had taken it off to fix it. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> the hinges were loose, and so you took it off to fix it. Okay, got it. Okay, but you did throw a dresser drawer. Correct. Justin, there's a hole behind the door. Do you see the hole behind the door where the door slammed the opposite direction? Do you see that? Yeah. Okay, so it, it opens in, right? Like. Right here? Yes, yes. Yeah, it did good. Yeah, it went. The, yeah. It went the opposite way, and is it, when it, was, it loose? was still attached, and then I took it off. Is that when the hinges were loose, it knocked a hole in the wall? Yeah. Yeah, like when I hit it, it went the other way. It went through the um, doorway and hit the other back side of the wall, and it was still attached, and I had taken it off. Let me hit the reset button here. If you two want this to work, you've walked in the right room. I can help you with this. Okay. I really can. I, I can help you with this. I do know how to fix Thank this. You. I know how to do this. Thank you. And it starts with what I'm going to tell you now. Okay. Don't <laughs> me. Okay? Because I can't fix what you don't acknowledge. If you're not willing to make a to-do list of things that you need to change in the way you parent, the way you couple, the way you relate, then, you, then it'll never get done. I mean, things don't get done if they're not on your to-do list, right? Correct. So we could waste our time with you running around the mulberry bush and me chasing I'm not, you. I'm not trying to do that. Or I'm you can just, you know, own it. And I the same he, thing, what? I think he forgets sometimes, you know? That's why I take pictures. Okay. When he's in a rage, you know Okay, I, I, you're in the right room, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. First thing you need to put on your to-do list is stop making excuses for him. Okay. okay? He, he can speak for himself. Okay. You knocked a hole in the wall with the door, right? Yes. Thank you. Okay. You threw a drawer and broke it, right? Yes. yes. Okay. But you do think she's a drama queen and that she overreacts and overstates things. Correct. So you're not saying you're perfect, but you're saying, come on. Exactly. I mean, she just goes overboard. Exactly. Do you? I would say at times I probably overreact. Would you say, like, some of the time, most of the time, or all of the time? No, some of the time. Some of the time would I you say that sometimes he gets upset? Yes. And would you say sometimes when he gets upset that he says, I need to leave? You don't handle that well, do you? No, I don't. In fact, you've stood in the back of the car with the baby where he couldn't back out when he was wanting to get away. Yes. You've left yourself. You, I don't want you to leave, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. Then you left mm -hmm. with the baby, mm -hmm. barefoot, mm -hmm. to the street and got in a car with a stranger, with your baby, with no shoes in the snow, mm -hmm. 
Is that good judgment? No. No, absolutely not. All right, next, there's a precious 10-month-old baby caught in the middle. We'll talk about what he's been subjected to since birth after the break. Things are pretty toxic between Justin and I. Natalie is always threatening to leave with the baby. When I hear that, it just makes me angry. My biggest fear is Justin's gonna accidentally hurt our son. Tomorrow on an all new Dr. Phil, tis the season for Christmas wishes. What I want for Christmas is my dad to die. You said if he had a heart attack, you would not call 911. Feel the love. My brother started screaming at me. He got drunk on Christmas Eve and broke his nose. On a special holiday episode. Did you call the cops on him because he cooked up your pork chops? Because I got to tell you, Santa, it looks like you've got a few pork chops. That's tomorrow. Things are pretty toxic between Justin and I. My biggest fear is Justin's gonna accidentally hurt our son. What do I do as a mom at that point? Do I leave or do I stay? Natalie is always threatening to leave with the baby. When I hear that, it just makes me angry. One time, Justin had grabbed him out of my arms while I was trying to leave and said, you're not leaving with our son. I was hysterical. Natalie uses my son as a bargaining chip. It makes me really angry when she uses my son in that way. I don't want him to be scared of his dad or feel not safe in his house. I'm so conflicted internally, and I don't know what to do about it. Justin promised a different life. He said, I love you, I wanna have a baby with you. Everything's gonna work out. I feel lied to. Have you changed? I would say yes. She says when you get stressed, you spit in her face. I don't do that. I do not spit in her face. Okay, now, all right, let's, let's, let's hold it here. She says on her 21st birthday, you spit in her face. I didn't. <laughs> That's a spit. That happened or it didn't? That happened. Okay, so you either did that or you didn't. I didn't spit on her. I mean, I didn't spit on her face, you know? Well, that happened. We've, we've actually, we've talked about that. That happened. I still to this day don't know what I said to make that occur. Someone, for him Would to spit in my face. y'all discuss this and he acknowledged yes. he did it? Yes, <laughs> So not only do you not remember spitting, you don't remember discussing spitting. No. When you discussed spitting, what did he say? He when said, we're watching your show, and people, you know, that's come up with other couples, and I said, that's happened to us. He said, one time, you know, like, and you, and you were being horrible. And I admit, it might have been my fault, you know, because I was, I was intoxicated. So it was your fault that he spit that. Just for my actions, for what I was saying to him. Yeah. We went over this, not making an right, excuse right. for him, but that was earlier. You were making an excuse for him earlier, but now you know that would be a bad thing to do. Right, right. Okay, but do you remember having that? You were that. watching the Dr. Phil show and somebody would spit I, on somebody and she I said, see, see, we've done that. I don't you, remember that at all. You don't remember that at all? Uh-oh. Okay. Okay, um, she says you shoved her into the wall when she was holding the baby. She turned so the baby didn't hit the wall and went and fell into the wall. 
she said you were shocked like it almost like it was an accident it was an accident that i that she had fallen off of balance i you know away from the door i didn't turn around and shove her like that you know i moved i had one one hand on the door handle and i went to open it i saw okay. that she was barefoot and i didn't want to jam her toe okay, into the stand, door stand up if okay. you would show me how you gently saved her foot from being okay the door is right here right. and it swings right. open this way i had yeah. my left hand on the handle like this yeah, and her, i'm her holding the baby her foot was in front of the door like this uh-huh to stop she was barefoot okay and i had realized that she okay. was barefoot so i'm her so gently put me so where i had i had my hand on the door handle like this uh -huh. and i went like this okay to move. okay now okay have a seat stand up now I'm you holding the baby. Now you show me what he did. Okay. So uh, uh, did you have same, your foot? Same thing. You got your foot. I remember him taking his hand off of the door handle and pushing he me like. Pushed me as hard as he pushed you. Like, and and I, you know, I'm holding the baby, and I, I mean, okay. that's that's what I. All right. Okay. Um. I would say neither one of those would be okay. Your parents bought a home that y'all are living in. Correct. But you say they're about to evict you. Yeah. Your, your parents are gonna evict you. Uh, they haven't told me that, but we're behind on our bills. It's not just that, it's the damage to the house is one of the reasons why his mom has mentioned that to me. Well, I mean, everything's fixed now. Right. She doesn't There's care no about damage that. damage in the house. But you're tearing right. the house up. Right. And that's right. what she cares about. Knocking holes in the wall. Yeah. And doors off. Yeah, and I do I do feel bad about it, even the same after I do it, you know. Uh, next, I'm going to add someone who's lived through two abusive relationships. We're going to find out why she's waking up in a cold sweat, terrified for her life when we come back. Has he threatened your life? She's told me, you make me so mad, I just want to kill you. She says that during the relationship that you were physically abusive with her. That's not true. I cannot believe that you're going to sit up there and lie to everybody. It's over. Wednesday on an all-new Dr. Phil, 30 years ago. They say their face was battered, her hair was torn out in chunks. Four girls went into the woods. This was a place that, that's the world I'd never come back to. Only three came out alive. While you held a knife in your hands, she gets her hands tied behind her back. At that point, you knew we were going to kill her. Not really. She was our friend. What did you tell Missy's family when they found out it was you? That's Wednesday. Ever since I started my campaign in the silence on domestic violence four years ago, you've seen a lot of women come forward to share their stories of abuse. One young woman dealt with a controlling boyfriend that wouldn't leave her alone even after she broke it off. You'll remember, Samantha. Dr. Phil, I have a crazy ex-boyfriend who will not leave me alone. Since I've ended it with Aaron, I've been afraid for my life. He texted me, if I can't have you, nobody else can. Has he threatened your life? He's told me, you make me so mad, I, I just want to kill you. She says that during the relationship that you were physically abusive with her. That's not true. She says that you choked her. 
that's not true. You, you never put your hands around her neck? No. I cannot believe that you're gonna sit up there and lie to everybody about you not putting your hands on me. Why do you think I woke up with you over a text message? I don't owe you an explanation, and I should have ended it with you the first time you talked to me the way you shouldn't have. If she wants not to talk to you, that's her right. You don't have the right to tell her how she has to break up with you. I'm putting my foot down. I'm getting a restraining order, and I never want to hear from you again. It's over. Well, since Samantha did the show, her story has actually become part of my wife Robin's Aspire curriculum for teens and young adults because it represents all the types of abuse that teens face. Take a look. I'm Robin McGraw, and I am the founder and advocate of the Aspire Initiative, which I created in association with When Georgia Smiled the Robin McGraw Revelation Foundation. What you might not realize is that you don't need to have a black eye, bruises, broken bones to be in an abusive situation. Sometimes the signs are hard to notice and can even be confused for love. My ex-boyfriend, his abuse started with just screaming. He would tell me that I'm so lucky I'm not a guy because he would have kicked my ass already. Before I knew it, it was pushing. He texted me, if I can't have you, nobody else can. Because of the harassment, I'm not able to do any normal activities that teenagers do. Being subjected to even just one of these behaviors can rob you of who you are and chip away at your confidence, self-esteem, and happiness. Please know you are better than that. I want each and every one of you to aspire to treat people the way you want to be treated. You've been listening to this whole yes. thing, right? Yes. And you recognize a lot of the patterns, both in terms of what she's doing and in terms of what he's doing, right? Because you've lived it. I have. Um, the only difference is I didn't bring a child involved. Um, I can say that um, it shocks me. I, I, I know how you're feeling. And I know it's easier to make excuses than to say that you're in that relationship. And I just don't understand how you want it to work if you can't man up and take responsibility for what you're doing. I mean, you came here, right? You have a baby. When is it going to be enough? I know it's hard, and it's not going to be easy, but I'm, I'm not here to make your friend. I'm here to open your eyes because I had gotten into another relationship like this, and it doesn't get better. It doesn't get easier. And I know from experience, <clears throat> marriage does not help. But I can tell you now that if you can't be brave enough to do it for you, you need to think about that little boy who's seeing all of this. You did, um, you did get married, right? You didn't date anyone for a long time, right? Um, two and a half years I went without dating because I was scared to death of getting into another abusive relationship. Um, I had ended up meeting an ex, and then I realized, maybe if I become his wife, it'll get better, because I'm not the girlfriend. I'm not the fiance, I'm the wife. It doesn't get better. That's manipulation, because once you're his, you're always going to be his. And where is he now? Um, he's actually serving time in jail because I had press charges against him. He's serving 60 days for domestic violence, and he's on probation for five years with an ankle monitor. And you filed for divorce? I did. Well, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry that you've had to go through that. And what you're saying is she's telling you she doesn't want you to go through that.
if your own mother is talking about evicting you from her house because you are destroying it with your fits of rage and anger, that's a clue. Closed captioning provided by Do you have a problem with anger? I feel like I have a problem controlling my anger when I can't escape the situation. When I feel like I'm that's heated, I feel like I can't. Would that be a yes? <laughs> so, yeah, that'd be a yes. Well, no, I said, do you have a problem with anger? And you said, well. Yes, that's And then a you problem. basically that's said, if yes. people won't do what I want them to do when I want them to and do it, then leave, yes. yes. And you understand that in relationships, you can't always leave. You have a child. You have responsibilities. You have circumstances and situations where you can't just come and go at your leisure. I so, realize Let me tell you, if your own mother is talking about evicting you from her house because you are destroying it with your fits of rage and anger, that's a clue. Yeah, definitely. What do you think about what I'm saying here? I think it's all true. It's hard. He has a lot on his plate. We both have a lot on our plates, and don't do that. Don't I mean, make <laughs> excuses for him. Here's the deal. Neither one of you have a clue what marriage is. Neither one of you has any idea how to communicate. Neither one of you knows anything about boundaries or respect, and it's just absolutely, unequivocally, not working. And you need to get some serious anger and stress management training, some real skill sets to cope with this. And you need to understand the difference between him and you. You, you, you cannot define yourself as a function of his emotions. You've got bigger responsibilities as a mother here. Mm -hmm. You two need premarital counseling. And if that doesn't happen right now, you are putting yourself and that baby in harm's mm -hmm. way. And I can't allow that to happen because I'm a mandated reporter. Right. So question, should you two get married? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Now, I will get both of you that help starting right away. I mean, right now, if you will take the help. Will, will you take the help? Yes. Okay. I, and, and you will do that? Yes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Next, sexual assault on college campuses it feels like we're hearing more and more of these stories in the news right now. We're going to talk to someone who survived sexual assault not once, but twice. Plus, I'm going to tell you why my wife, Robin, is making space on our mantle, and it's not to hang Christmas stockings. When we come back, what she's done this last year to help victims of domestic violence. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. Is dad a bad Santa? What I want for Christmas is my dad to die. Or is his son on the naughty list? If your caretaker wants you dead, that's not a good deal. That's tomorrow. 
Closed captioning provided by... The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. since I've known her, my wife Robin has talked about empowering women. Well, her dream came true even more last year when she established When Georgia Smiled, a foundation dedicated to helping women and children live healthy, safe, and joy-filled lives, especially those affected by domestic violence. Now, one of her first projects was the groundbreaking Aspire News app which uses technology to assist women in abusive situations to call for help at the touch of a button. And it has been recognized as one of the two most beneficial apps in the fight against domestic violence. I can tell you this, she is just getting started. Recently, my wife Robin announced the first program from her new foundation, When Georgia Smiled, the Robin McGraw Revelation Foundation. The first program When Georgia Smiled is introducing is called the Aspire Initiative. It is a very exciting interactive program designed to stop domestic violence. Robin is really proud of this new app for your smartphone called Aspire. It's a major development in domestic violence safety. 100% of the net proceeds from Robin's lip gloss line are being donated to When Georgia Smiled, which will directly help women and children who are victims of domestic violence. I also am launching a candle line, and it's called Light of My Life. I think it's important to mention that 100% of the net proceeds from her candle collection Go to support domestic violence prevention programs through when Georgia smiled. Robin recently had the privilege of visiting Laura's house. They allowed our cameras to take a never before seen look inside of their women's shelter. I am thrilled to announce that my wife, Robin McGraw, has just been named the celebrity spokeswoman for Girl Scouts of the USA. I just want to give a special thank you to Verizon for partnering with her foundation when Georgia smiled. This Aspire News app has been recognized on Capitol Hill by the National Health Collaborative on Violence and Abuse as one of the two apps in 2014 most beneficial in the fight to end domestic violence. We're nearing the 200,000 right. downloads. And Samantha's been part of it. We've used yes, her story you, in it. 
And, yes. uh, and you've been making grants, right? Yes, we made uh, a first grant to Laura's house, a shelter nearby. And with that grant, they have legal services now available to the women there who, when they leave the uh, shelter, they can have restraining orders and other legal services. So we're very proud of that. Right, and I aspire for her. Talk about that Yes, a bit. we invited men to join this conversation by asking college athletes to take a piece of athletic tape and tie it around their wrist and write the name of a woman they wanted to protect and just wear it all the time on campus. Yeah, that's been really interesting. Mm -hmm. And a grant uh, for Male Survivor, a group that does, uh, it focuses on men, men. and sexual yes. abuse. we can't forget the men. That's right. Yeah. Uh, for her tireless efforts to enact uh, change in the fight against domestic violence, Robin was recently honored at a gala for knockout abuse in Washington, D.C. Take a look at this. Knockout abuse has led the charge to support women and children victims of domestic violence. Tonight, they'll honor Robin McGraw. We launched When Georgia Smiles a year ago in October. So we've had a wonderful first year. I'm very proud of it and to, thrilled to be honored here tonight. Please join me in welcoming our 2014 honoree, Mrs. Robin McGraw. What an unbelievable honor it is to receive this award. Over the years, I've watched courageous women talk to my husband on national television about domestic abuse. There is no theory under which a man should ever put his hands on a woman in anger. I don't care what happens. Believe me, it is infinitely powerful and inspiring. Being witness to this made it clear that I could not just sit back and do nothing. It is my hope that through When Georgia Smiled, we can reach out to these women and offer them aid to help them know that they are important and they deserve safety and to live a life filled with peace and happiness. Thank you again for this beautiful honor, and God bless you. I am so proud of that. Do you know in 2013, Knockout Abuse raised $600,000 through their live and silent auctions, and since they started in 1993, they have raised over $9 million to aid victims of domestic violence. I want to talk a little bit about another issue Robin has been devoting a lot of time to this year, and it's the sexual abuse happening on college campuses. Recently, there have been numerous headlines about such assaults happening all over the country. In fact, it's become such a problem that the U.S. Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights is currently investigating 90 schools for possible violations of federal law over the handling of sexual violence and harassment complaints. Some of the country's most prestigious colleges are among dozens under scrutiny. The Department of Education named 55 schools under federal investigation for their handling of sexual assault claims. We have a crime fighters alert about a sexual assault at San Diego State University. Police are warning students not to walk alone at night after six men attacked a woman on campus. 
American University is pledging swift action tonight after some leaked messages outline some really horrible behavior by an underground fraternity. Those leaked messages describe things like hitting and raping women. Six men tackled her to the ground, forced her to drink an unknown liquid, and sexually battered her. Universities all across Maryland are racing to meet an end-of-the-year deadline to develop some new policies to protect students from sex assault. In response to recent rape allegations against at least one Cal State San Marcos student, protesters gathered on campus today to raise awareness about the issue. Spent a lot of time talking about, oh, that girl is drunk. Uh, make sure she's home safe, but what about that guy is acting inappropriately and taking advantage of a drunk girl? There is no doubt that campus sexual abuse is a huge crisis in America, right? It is, and that's why my foundation, When Georgia Smiled, along with Students of the World and Pivot TV, created the I Aspire grant, which is awarded to students who affect change on the issue of sexual violence on college campuses. I am so happy to announce that after receiving submissions from universities all over the country, we have chosen two very worthy recipients. The first one is Laura Swanson. She herself is a survivor of not one, but two sexual assaults, and is passionate about raising awareness and ending sexual assaults on college campuses. She has produced a documentary called Every Two Minutes about survivors of sexual assault. Take a look. The issue of sexual assault is actually very personal for me because I have been assaulted. The experience affected my self-esteem and my self-worth, and it really made me question why I was expected to be shamed. The turning point that made me really want to get involved in this issue was when a friend disclosed her story to me, and I realized that this is so common, this has happened to so many people. I'm a member of the university's sexual assault crisis intervention team. My main goal is to help people not feel ashamed. So many people are ashamed to talk about it or they're afraid. It, you, it has to make you uncomfortable in order for it to stop because it's not going to otherwise. My most important thing that I've ever done involving the issue of sexual assault has been the production of a short documentary film called Every Two Minutes. My documentary film is about 17 sexual assault survivors, including myself, and their stories, along with the advocacy program here at Michigan State University. I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor of sexual assault. I'm a second generation survivor, and I am proud to be talking about this. I want to thank the Robert McGraw Foundation, Students of the World, and Pivot TV for creating the I Aspire grant. It just made me realize that I'm taking it one step further, that I'm going to actually be able to create an even bigger change than I already set forth. Great job. Great job. Thank you. What made you want to share your story? Well, I think that after my work and just knowing that the statistics are true and even might be underreported, I felt like, you know, asking people to share their voice, I wanted to share mine as well. Well, for people that haven't seen the documentary every two minutes yet, what's the one message, the one thing that you might want people to know? I want people to know that it's really difficult for people to come forward with the way our society sees sexual assault and puts a lot of shame on it. And I want them to just think about what they would want to hear, you know, if, if they were to experience this and they were to disclose this to another person. Well, God bless you for That's your exactly courage. exactly why you're the winner. God bless you. <laughs> All right, next we'll meet another I Aspire grant winner. He's a fraternity president 
at the University of Utah why this topic is a passion of his when we come back. Los Angeles area and you would like free tickets, go to drphil.com and click on Be in the Audience. Or you can call 323-461-PHIL. And we have another recipient of my IS Fire grant here today. His name is Mitchell Cox. He's 21 and a senior at the University of Utah. Take a look at his story. We just really like to thank all of you guys for coming out and supporting our Sexual Assault Prevention Forum. Our chapter of Beta Theta Pi first got involved with the Rape Recovery Center about um, 18 months ago. We have programmed Sexual Assault Prevention Forums here on campus. Between one out of three women will be sexually assaulted before they graduate college. As a fraternity, our partnership with the Rape Recovery Center is so important to us because not only are we able to positively impact the community, but we're able to dispel the negative stereotypes that are often associated with fraternity life. My question is um, kind of an uncomfortable one. I think it's incredibly important that men on college campuses are actively involved with the prevention of sexual assault. How can you find a good middle ground between being respectful but not intimidating? We have to have dialogues that are real and meaningful about what sexual assault is. Why does it play out the way that it does? Some of my very close friends have been victims of sexual assault and seeing the trauma that that has caused in their life, that's what really inspires me to raise awareness. Nice work, my man. Thank you, sir. We're just so honored to partner with Rob McGraw, Students of the World and Pivot TV in our own prevention efforts with the Rape Recovery Center in hopes that we can spark some sort of larger societal change. Robert and I were talking last night that it's one of the things that really caught your eye was their focus on bystander intervention and how important that is. Bystander intervention is um, empowering bystanders to intervene when they see either a dangerous situation or a situation that might be uncomfortable. And um, especially within uh, a university setting or within a Greek system, um, to have men or males who are able to step up, whether it's to their fraternity brothers or um, their roommate or whoever the case may be, um, and first get the person in danger safe, and then have a conversation to hold um, the other person accountable, the, uh, the alleged perpetrator accountable. Um, that's what our society really needs to start to make a positive movement in the area of sexual assault. I love hearing that. That's exactly why we had two winners. We were only supposed to have one winner, but that's exactly why we had a tie, because I loved hearing your message. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. I want to take this opportunity also to acknowledge some very important people in my world. They are Margot Joffe and Angie Gontaruk. Margot is the creative director of Students of the World, and Angie is their production manager. They were a big part of making my IS Fire grant happen. And so I want to thank you both and the whole team at Students of the World. We are also thrilled to have worked with Pivot TV, a division of participant media. They do a great job with young people aged 18 to 34. So thank you, Pivot TV. Thank you both so much. <laughs> Uh, Mitch, final thoughts after the break. Plus, Robin has a few surprises for everybody here today.
The holidays should be a time of hope and happiness, but for families, children, and the elderly struggling with hunger, it continues to be a time of need because hunger hurts more during the holidays. Feeding America is the nation's leading domestic hunger relief organization, feeding 37 million Americans, including 16 million children who may not know where their next meal is coming from. You can give the gift of meals this holiday season. Every dollar you donate helps provide nine meals to men, women, and children facing hunger in our country. Visit DrPhil.com to find out how you can help this holiday season. Closed captioning provided by Want to know what's coming up on Dr. Phil? Visit our website and subscribe to our email newsletter. You'll get weekly updates, life strategies, and exclusive video that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, on drphil.com, you can see sneak previews of upcoming shows. Log on today. Campus sexual assault is a huge topic, and we want to hear from you at home. We are working on a show right now that will air in April which is Campus Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Robin is looking for survivors of sexual assault to interview. If you want to share your survival story, we really would like to hear from you. Email drphil.com with your stories. Good job. Thank Good you. Job. Thank you. To celebrate, I want to gift everyone in the audience with the Pure Joy Lip Gloss Collection from my Robin McGraw Revelation Beauty line. And now, story about Avery in London. I brought in some pictures to show you what just happened recently on our little vacation over Thanksgiving holiday. Here's Avery in London, and I swear they were only gone for a few minutes and no one heard from them. It got quiet in the other room. And when we found them, it was pure joy but, everywhere. <laughs> Even mom and dad were with us. So yeah. It wasn't just our fault. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, and again, I want to say 100% of the net proceeds from the sale of all this lip gloss benefits victims of domestic violence. And because it's the holidays, everyone in the audience is going home with my new fragrance, Georgia. Yeah. And for more information on my foundation, go to whengeorgiasmile.org. And for more information on my new fragrance, Georgia, go to RobinMcGrawRevelation.com. Thanks to all of my guests. Special thanks to Margaret Jaffe and Angie Gantarek from Students of the World. And to my iAspire grant winners, Laura Swanson and Mitchell Cox, congratulations. We'll see you next time.